are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a Monday, February 4th edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson, editor and writer at LeBron Wire, part of the USA Today NBA Wire sites, also a writer at the Associated Press and former Blazers writer at the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. It is Monday. It is the day after the Super Bowl. And it was kind of a boring game, but before the Super Bowl happened, uh, although I was out and hanging out with some friends during the day and during the game, the Blazers agreed to a trade which was announced this morning, Monday morning, as the Blazers, and it's not uh, a a sexy trade, but it's a a solid trade for the Portland Trail Blazers. They get Rodney Hood from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Back in exchange for Wade Baldwin, Nick Stauskas, and two future second-round draft picks. That was the deal that got done yesterday. That was the, the, the type of deal Portland, it appears, according to reports and from what I have found out about you know what's going on in the NBA trade market, that that is really what Portland was in, in the market for. I, there was never any serious consideration and there hasn't been, as far as the league is concerned, serious consideration about moving C.J. McCollum, which would be required to perhaps get into a big trade for someone like Anthony Davis, who is technically available, uh, who requested a trade last week. But uh, the Blazers made a, a move that improves their team, though, I, I will say, and, and does so in a very cost-effective manner, losing Stauskas and, and Wade Baldwin Two guys that weren't in the rotation for the Blazers at all. Stauskas had a couple of great moments at the beginning of the season. He had the big game against the Lakers on opening night. And and then and he had a couple of other good games early on in the season. But then he kind of got jumped in the rotation by Jake Lehman. Lehman's been really good as of late. And... This is a guy, and Layman is a guy that may lose some some minutes now uh, with with Rodney Hood in the picture. Uh, Hood is a very solid player this year. He's averaging twelve points per game, only two and a half rebounds, two assists in twenty seven minutes per game, shooting forty two percent from the field and thirty six percent from three this season. So he he's solid there. Uh, you know, for most of his career, he's been a pretty Decent three-point shooter. He's a career 36.8, so almost 37% three-point shooter. His numbers, especially in the regular season, are always very, very solid. Uh, he, he, he can contribute. I, I think in Stotts' offense, in the flow offense, in a situation in which you know Cleveland's doing the best that they possibly can in a situation where they're they're the management has completely undermined the team's hopes of playing good winning basketball. They, they had a, a nice win against the Lakers a couple of weeks ago, earlier in, in January, but 
this team has been completely undermined from the very beginning of the season. Once they started losing some games, they started benching all their veterans. They sent J.R. Smith home. They traded Kyle Korver. They traded George Hill. So this is this is Hood getting out of a really bad situation. And I think you know the fact that he was able to put up some decent numbers, uh, especially shooting the ball and uh, you know contributing. Uh, was nice for him this year, but uh, I, as the editor of LeBron Wire last year, I, I really watched the Cavs closely after, well, all season, and especially after the the trades that they made at the deadline last year, which involved a trade for Rodney Hood, and, and acquiring Rodney Hood was one of the reasons that Kobe Altman, the the general manager for the Cavs, justified as letting Dwayne Wade go back to Miami and sending him there instead of keeping Wade around for you know what they could have had him around for you know an NBA Finals run, but they decided to keep Rodney Hood or to to kind of go all in on Rodney Hood and Jordan Clarkson and and that was the the and Larry Nance Jr. Tristan Thompson got back in the rotation once the playoffs started and Hood actually fell out of the rotation. So that is one thing that I'm concerned about uh, just about this move is I I think it could help win them one playoff game but you know Hood has not really performed very well in the the postseason over his career. Last year he was with the Cavaliers and the Cavs, you know, weren't exactly the deepest team in terms of their wing depth and in terms of all of that. And and he barely played. I mean he played fewer minutes last year with the Cleveland Cavaliers in a, with a team that went to the NBA Finals than he did in eleven games with the Utah Jazz in twenty seventeen. So and that was a Jazz team that I think won. I think they made it to the second round and got swept. They had the seven-game series against the, the Clippers, and then they got swept by the Warriors in four games. And Hood still played more minutes in that postseason than he did in all of last year's postseason when he was on a team that went to the NBA Finals. Also had a first-round series that went seven games. Had an Eastern Conference Finals series that went seven games. So he did not play. So... While he is a proven NBA player and he produces, and I think it's definitely an upgrade over what they gave up. I mean, they barely gave up anything, to be honest with you. Stauskas and, and Wade Baldwin both have never been to the playoffs. They're you know both kind of on the fringes of the league, and Hood is at least like a, a solid rotation player. But and that's also last year that was with him being on the same team as LeBron James. And one of the things that Rodney Hood really needs is the ball in his hands to be really effective. He's actually been a very good pick-and-roll player this year and has been for most of his career as a a pick-and-roll ball handler. So not only do the Blazers get... Uh, you know some some nice solid production throughout the season. They'll get a guy that they can, he can create with, um, and, and you know it's not really fair. I don't think to to say that just because he's had some bad postseasons that he will be bad in the postseason again. I'm just going to say that I'm a little concerned. Although Rodney Hood in I think Game Three of the Finals last year had a really good game, really came out uh, aggressive in that game, and when he doesn't let the nerves or the 
the pressure of a situation get to him, you know, he's a really good player. And that's that's the thing about Hood that the Blazers got. Obviously, I, I, I think I can already hear a lot of the criticism. I heard it yesterday. And I, I get why some Blazer fans are like, okay, about this deal. Because this is Olshay's model. He uses the spare change he finds in the couch and he goes to the the bargain bin and gets something that, you know, might be undervalued. And I think with Hood, that's absolutely the play here. Uh, the quote from Olshay in the press release sent out by the Blazers today, Rodney is an accomplished NBA player that brings versatility, shot making and depth into our perimeter and will fit seamlessly into our culture and style of play. So that is really, I mean, Olshay's not lying there. Uh, I think that that is is definitely true. Hood is a good player, but um, is it taking this team from potentially you know winning a first round series to getting to the conference finals? I don't think so. That's I don't I don't think that that is is happening. I mean, maybe conference finals are still on the table. I don't know, but. Uh, it still doesn't really move the needle for me. I think it's an upgrade at that layman spot in the rotation. It makes them better. It gives that second unit another ball handler. Although I am a little bit concerned about taking the ball out of Seth Curry's hands more. I mean, you already had to really work to get Curry the ball a lot. And it would be a shame, at least for me, to see Curry lose out on usage if you know if Rodney Hood comes, I, you know Portland, you know they they play a pretty uh, spread the ball around type of game, so it's not as if they're just going to start running things through Rodney Hood. But I, I think Hood is an upgrade. But you know I, I'm interested to see what kind of maybe costs come with him being in the rotation. I mean Layman has played really well as of late, but you know he he's not. I don't think he's as good of a defender as Hood. I think Hood can be just a better player. Then Layman, I think he's more talented, but we just haven't seen. We have, I haven't seen a lot of Rodney Hood this year, to be honest with you. And what I saw last year kind of soured me on him a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, I, I I was always a big fan of him in Utah, and then when I saw him in Cleveland, it just wasn't happening. And he's, I, I think David Locke, you know, had a, a good. Uh, description and uh, he's the Utah Jazz uh, play-by-play announcer and Hood is a high variance player like he can come in he can win a playoff game I I think that he's shown that he can do that he can have a really good game but sometimes his consistency is not there and uh, you know the kind of the cool under pressure is not always there and uh, he's a very very talented player though and I think definitely uh, what I can say about the deal is that Portland got more talented. So uh, in that respect, it's a plus. Uh, is it – again, it's not a superstar deal. It's not a blockbuster deal. But they were never going to do that because doing that would have required putting C.J. McCollum on the table. And that w- did not happen this uh, trade deadline as, as far as I've been told. I, I talked to uh, you know an NBA decision maker the other day. And was told that there's no CJ chatter. So this is, I think, the best kind of move that Portland was comfortable making 
in terms of the risk involved, and I think it does make them better. So uh, we'll be right back with some more Lockdown Blazers, talking more about this deal, what it does, uh, and, and you know some of the other deals in the NBA right now that everyone's kind of waiting on. So we'll be right back with some more Lockdown Blazers as the trade deadline is heating up. And welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. By the way, you should check out all of the Locked On pods, especially Locked On NBA. Got a lot of dope rotating hosts from within the Locked On Network. Also, Ben Golliver from the Washington Post comes on. Sam Amick from The Athletic comes on every week. So uh, lots of great stuff over there on the Locked On NBA show, especially uh, especially this time of year where... Uh, everything is everything is happening in the NBA. Even the Blazers got in on a trade yesterday. So, uh, you know, that shows you how crazy the deadline is. And, you know, Portland didn't give up a first-round pick. If they would have given up a first-round pick for Rodney Hood, I would have been really upset, but they didn't. So, you know, it, it, it worked out. Uh, I, I think that was a move last year that I would have been really stoked on. So, you know, and, and the NBA is long. Things happen and, and things change and guys can change and improve. And so, you know, that's that's kind of, I think, the more positive look at it is a year ago. I would have been stoked on it. But uh, the other flip, you know, the other side of the coin on that is that uh, I'm not as stoked about it. But ultimately, the cost of Stauskas, Wade Baldwin and a – uh, and two future second round picks, which the Blazers buy at the deadline all, or buy at the draft all the time from other teams. I just, you know, that's more than okay for that to be the cost of getting a solid player like Rodney Hood. So that was the trade that went down yesterday. Uh, a couple of days ago, there was a huge blockbuster trade with Chris Tapp's Porzingis getting sent to New York, or not to New York, excuse me, to Dallas uh, for Dennis Smith Jr. And uh, I believe it was Dennis Smith Jr., Wesley Matthews, and DeAndre Jordan to New York for uh, Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Courtney Lee. So uh, neither one of those teams are making playoffs this year. Porzingis is not going to play the rest of the season, but a star moving to the Western Conference. Again, it's going to be hard next year. That team with Doncic and Porzingis is going to be really tight. It's going to be really good. And that's going to, they're going to be a force for a decade at least. Um, so that's that trade. Also, there's a lot of rumblings that the Knicks you know, maybe have something up their sleeve. Perhaps Kevin Durant coming to New York. That is a, is a big rumor. Obviously, the, the Knicks have told themselves this before, and it never happens. So it would be going against history. But at the same time, you know, y- you'd think one of these stars at one point would choose New York. Maybe Kevin Durant is that guy. Kyrie Irving uh, stirring the pot as well in the NBA at the Madison Square Garden the other day, saying that he basically backed away from his commitment to sign with the Boston Celtics, which he said at the beginning of the season at a fan rally and had said in reports previously as well, had gone on the record saying it, but then kind of backed up and said, uh, you know, Boston's ahead of the race. But now that's the the development that there is a race in the fight to keep Kyrie uh, now in Boston. So uh, there's some interesting stuff going on with the Knicks because they opened up 
two max slots in cap space and uh, I think two guys maybe on the buyout market to be not necessarily DeAndre Jordan, but I think for the NBA, Wesley Matthews and DeAndre Jordan are both highly likely to get bought out uh, by the New York Knicks because the Knicks don't want to win any games. Those guys will probably help them win a little bit too much. Also, they're professionals. They you know have been on a bad – not on a bad, bad team in Dallas, but not a very good team. And then going to the Knicks is like, you know – that's a major step down from where they were in Dallas. And so they're going to get – and it's a smart thing to do for the Knicks too. You don't want you don't want grousing veterans on your team, you know, sowing discord. So uh, they're going to move on from those two guys. Uh, Mark Stein included a bunch of teams that are interested in Wesley Matthews. None of them were the Portland Trailblazers. And um, I think you got to think about – the other side of the coin on that too. I think a lot of Blazer fans would obviously love to see Wesley Matthews back, but uh, I don't necessarily think Wesley Matthews would want to come back, especially because the the team that uh, you know is here now is still you know Neil O'Shea is still doing the thing and uh, running the show here, and uh, you know things didn't really end well with with Neil Shea and Wesley Matthews. If you recall, the Blazers didn't even make an offer. Uh, never called about Matthews, and you know Matthews has had a long road back, but he can still shoot it. So uh, you know maybe he's not the same guy, but he's still a good shooter, and he's definitely overpaid right now. But if you get him on the buyout market for a minimum contract, you know that's great. But uh, I don't necessarily know if, if Matthews wants to come back here. I think that's really the more the, the question I would ask um, if he gets waived is not necessarily would we want him here in Portland. Of course, I think every Blazer fan would love to have Wesley Matthews back on the Blazers. But and, you know, he did have a great career here, a great seven years, I believe it was. But, uh, you know, he's not going to be or five years, whatever it was. He, he's I, I, I could totally see him not being interested in coming back. So although he's probably going to be available, uh, I don't necessarily think it happens just because of how things ended last time when he was out here. Um, and also, I think part, you know, maybe I think it also hurts probably that Paul's not around, you know, Paul Allen uh, no longer being uh, around the team. And uh, after his, he passed away earlier this year, and you know that's a true connection to before Olshea uh, was Matthews. You know, knew Paul Allen because he was on the Blazers before the Blazers even hired Olshea. So um, I think that might impede that potential union as well. Uh, so you know, but that's a guy though who could come available and because of this trade the Blazers have an open roster spot because they traded two players just to get Rodney Hood so uh, Wesley Matthews is there and another guy that people have talked about and we have talked about here that I obviously just think would be fun Carmelo Anthony Uh, I don't think he's going to come here though it seems like if a Lakers trade happens, which uh, it seems like the the reports are in the sense that I'm getting from everything that's happened is the Lakers are in a one-team race to try and trade for Anthony Davis. And the Pelicans don't necessarily have to say yes either if they don't believe that this is going to be a good deal or if they believe that this deal, which it probably will be there, is going to be there in the summer when – 
uh, you know, the draft order is known and things like that. So you, you have that to consider as well. Uh, but there is a roster spot open for the Blazers. And, uh, you know, it'd be great if Matthews could be a guy that fills it. I just wonder about the personal dynamics between Matthews and the team kind of getting in the way of, of that happening. Um, but it, it would be very interesting. I, I think there's going to be some more names that we're going to hear, too, about guys coming available in the buyout market, and I think it's going to be uh, really, really interesting. So we're going to come back and talk a little bit more Blazers, NBA trade deadline, all that jazz. Uh, Blazers play Miami tomorrow as well. So we'll talk about that. We'll be back with some more Lockdown Blazers before we wrap up this episode. And welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network for our final segment of the day. The Rodney Hood trade is official now. The Blazers acquiring Rodney Hood from the Cleveland Cavaliers in an effort to bolster their wing rotation, which it does. Uh, it, it does do that. I think it's a you know solid trade in that respect. I, I illustrated at the first segment my concerns about him in the postseason and some of the concerns about him that have, have gone on his whole career. Um, so, you know, with all that said, hope everything works out for Rodney Hood here in Portland. And I, I do think uh, it's a good trade, and especially given what Portland gave up in the trade, I think it's more than, uh, more than okay. Uh, definitely very easy to see why Blazers did the trade and, and what they think they'll get out of Rodney Hood. So I think Hood is going to be solid. Uh, there's obviously a way bigger potential trade out there in the NBA that uh, I was looking at. Uh, I was curious about. A lot of people are curious about it. Anthony Davis. But it doesn't seem like any team is interested in going after Anthony Davis. It seems everyone has gotten the impression from Clutch Sports or Anthony Davis or just by LeBron James. Who knows? It seems everybody in the league has been told this is a rental. This is never going to happen for you long term. Although, while that's a great negotiating tactic by Rich Paul and Clutch Sports, uh, you know the, the Pelicans are also, you know, the Pelicans are saying, okay, well, you want to play with LeBron? Like, go there next year when he's thirty-five and going to be turning thirty-six, and then you know, go do that. So, uh, obviously, I, I, I do think that. Uh, there's tons of, of game playing in here, uh, lots of chess with Rich Paul and Clutch Sports and all this stuff. And it seems like the Lakers are the only team that is bidding right now. You had Anthony Davis's dad come out over the weekend and say he never wanted his son to play for Boston because of the Isaiah Thomas situation uh, and having, the, having traded him after everything he gave to the Celtics after his sister died and, and all that stuff. And... It's been crazy. I mean, my mind is like turned to mush with all this Anthony Davis nonsense. And uh, the Blazers get in on a deal, and they have a game to play tomorrow. And I think we're going to see Rodney Hood uh, playing tomorrow in a Blazers uniform when they host the Miami Heat. The Heat are coming to town for Dwayne Wade's last game in Portland. So Dwayne Wade will be making his farewell appearance in Portland. The Miami Heat right now are still currently in the playoff picture. They are 24 and 27, which is good for eighth in the Eastern Conference. And there's pretty much, you know, what else is new about the Miami Heat? They 
really try to grind you out on defense. That's their game plan. Uh, they're a little bit healthier, though, now this season, although the Blazers did lose to Miami back in late November when they visited there. Dwayne Wade had some great plays down the stretch, and uh, Portland just had a, a rough night. I think that was also a game where Mo Harkless felt a little bit of pain in his knee, and then he was shut down for about 12 games after that. So uh, Harkless is healthier right now, but so are the Heat. They got back Dion Waiters. Uh, Waiters is kind of playing sparingly in the rotation. They have really had a nice renaissance season from Justice Winslow. Winslow playing some of the most efficient basketball of his career. He's shooting well from three. He's a guy that you got to watch out for. But Josh Richardson, probably the best player on this Heat team, averaging 17 points a game, almost four assists and four rebounds. He's just a very versatile, uh, really has opened up his game off the dribble and has just become their kind of main guy uh, after being in the G League. It's just another one of these great wing stories for the Miami Heat that they just find these guys every year that they turn into really good and in the case of Richardson you know borderline all-star caliber player he's not an all-star but I think you put him in that category uh, of guys that could be you know or could or should be or you know are near that echelon of player in the NBA and that's kind of what Richardson is and Winslow has really had just a bounce-back season. He, he had a really good rookie year, very promising. Then he kind of had a couple of down seasons, and now he's he's only 22, and he's playing really, really good ball. Uh, his free-throw shooting needs work, but he's shot the ball well from three. He attacks the rim. He's a great passer. He gets to the foul line. Uh, it can get to the foul line, but he needs to be a better shooter. And, uh, you know, he, he's a dangerous guy. Um, but... We're going to see Rodney Hood, I think, in this game. He's going to be wearing number five, according to the Blazers, which I'm excited about. So uh, I don't think that Hood is going to start. Uh, I think he's going to be a guy coming off the bench. I don't think Stotts wants to mess with that starting lineup with Mo Harkless and Alfred Camino. So uh, I, I see Hood coming off the bench. I see him contributing. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Rodney Hood tomorrow. I'm going to be there, actually, with a couple of friends. Uh, one of my best buds is a huge Miami Heat fan, so he's coming to town for the game. So me and a bunch of my buddies are all going to go watch that game. So I'm excited to be in the house for the Rodney Hood debut, hopefully. But we'll see. You know, I don't know. Stotts maybe going to ride the hot hand with, with Jake Lehman. Maybe he wants to give Hood a little bit of time to learn the playbook, uh, you know, things of that nature. But uh, it's going to be technically Rodney Hood's first game as a Blazer. So that's going on tomorrow against the Miami Heat. Dwayne Wade's final game in Portland. It's his last season. It's the last dance, quote-unquote. Uh, Wade had a great game against the Blazers uh, last time out. So uh, I'm sure he'll be trying to, especially against C.J. McCollum, they're both leaning guys, and they both train together in the offseason. So uh, I think he'll want to uh, relish that matchup. So uh, And D. Wade, also all-star, uh, which they named the other day, him and Dirk Nowitzki getting special all-star slots since they're both going to be Hall of Famers. And uh, it could very well be the last season for both of these guys. So uh, Dwayne Wade coming into town for the last time. So that's going to be kind of cool. So uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Lockdown Blazers. Keep it locked here. Subscribe, leave a review, and we will be back with you later on this week with more Locked On Blazers. The trade deadline is on Thursday, but I think the Blazers have already made their big move. So uh, until the next podcast.